Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm at the nail salon. I'm at the grocery store. I'm at the combination nail salon and grocery store. Wait, she's at the nail salon and the grocery store? I'm at the combination nail salon and grocery store. Groceries through Instacart, delivered to my door. I don't have to choose between acrylics and the grocery store. Hey there, Mr. Reddit here. Welcome back to another episode of r slash Entitled Parent Stories. Our first story we'll be reading today. Am I the jerk because my coworker was fired for cleaning my desk without my permission? After that, am I the jerk for not siding with the other wives? And after that, mistaken for a middle schooler. Now for every thumbs up this video gets, one Karen gets fired. Joke's on you, I don't even have a job. So please smash that like button. And if you're new, subscribe and turn on notifications for new stories from Reddit every single day. Am I the jerk because my coworker was fired for cleaning my desk without my permission? Yes, you read that right. People are mad at me at work. Let me explain. So, we all have cubicles with high walls that are textured where you can hang things. I suck at decor. While some coworkers, including this lady, kept their spaces looking like hotel rooms or whatever, mine wasn't bad, but it was busy. It was set up so I could find everything I needed for work. Well, one day I came into work and all my papers and things were gone. I look in my cabinets and everything is neatly tucked away. I was a little taken aback and offended. I get to work an hour early, so I immediately start searching for everything and putting everything back. While I'm looking, someone who is higher up, like an assistant manager, walks by. What's strange is, 1. She's early too. 2. She was walking all the way on my side of the floor where her desk is many rows from mine. So I really think she was there because she saw something after I left the night before. She asks me what's wrong. I tell her someone moved all of my stuff. She then tells me to write the director about it. So I write the email. Remember, management approached me. I didn't go running to them. I proceed to work. The lady comes in and doesn't say anything to me. At the end of the day, I look in her cubicle and it's cleaned out. Now people are saying I got her fired. She talked to another coworker claiming she was only trying to help. Keep in mind, I never asked her to clean my desk and she never asked me to clean my own desk either. Management is always putting out emails about cleanliness. People eat and leave food for days. When the director called me into her office, she made a point of telling me my desk was fine. She said the situation had been handled. I never asked for this lady to be fired. I had no idea who did it. People saw her. Now she's fired and people blame me. Am I the jerk? Also, this lady wasn't a very good employee overall. She argued with customers and management a lot. She had the rules changed regarding cell phones because she kept FaceTiming her kids while at her desk. Edit for clarity. The assistant manager approached me and asked me to write an email about what happened to my desk. At the time of writing the email, I didn't know who had tampered with my things and no one told me. Actually, no one told me she cleaned my desk either. I put two and two together on the spot because she sat right next to me and would have looked at my desk every day. 
This lady was annoying in other ways. I have an earlier schedule than her and I remember her coming in and basically forcing me to say good morning to her even while I was talking to a customer. It was confirmed she was the culprit when other coworkers complained to me and told me the lady said she was only trying to help. I wasn't concerned about sensitive information on the desk, but the job requires knowing a lot of information and she pulled all my resources I used often during the day. Well, what do you think? Is OP the jerk or not? Please let us know. No, OP is fine. I think management just really wanted to get rid of her and use this as the opportunity. Am I the jerk for not siding with the other wives? Background. I've been with my husband for six years, married for two. We have no kids and do not plan to. I'm 27, female, and my husband, who's 32, has a group of guys that he's been friends with since elementary school. After college, they all moved back to the same area and several of them rented a house together until they started getting girlfriends and moving out. After they moved out, they still had guys night nearly every Friday until lockdown happened. They started back up a few months ago after restrictions in our area relaxed and the majority of the guys started getting tested regularly because of their jobs. There is one single guy, let's call him B, left in the group and they meet at his house and hang out in the carport to drink a few beers and just hang out. I've never had a problem with my husband, W, going guys night. He gets off work at 5 and is usually home no later than 8 every Friday. He never drives home drunk and if he ever does have a few too many, I don't mind going to pick him up. I feel like I should note that we live the farthest away from B's house, about 15 minutes. All the other guys live within walking distance of B. Usually I bake cookies or other snacks for him to take with him to share with the guys. I also don't mind driving the other guys home if needed. If we have plans or anything, he doesn't go. Since the guys' night has resumed, the other wives have been complaining about it. We're friendly, but none of us are really good friends like our husbands are. We've tried to have a girls' night while the guys have their night, but most of them have kids and we really don't have anything in common outside of our husbands. It was just awkward. One of the guys, A, is married to F and they have a one-year-old baby. F has been particularly vocal about not wanting A to be out every Friday as she wants help at home. The other wives backed her up and started a group chat asking that we present a united front to cancel guys night. Here's where I may be the jerk. I refuse to side with them. It gives me time to unwind after work and it's become part of my routine. So when the other wives told their husbands that they didn't want guys night to happen anymore, I told W that I didn't feel the same way and he should keep going. He enjoys it and he should get to see his friends regularly. So after the confrontation, the other guy started in with, why can't you be cool like W's wife? Or, she lets him go, she even makes us cookies and picks him up, etc. A apparently made the comment, I wish I was still single like B. He can do whatever he wants and I miss that. All the other wives are upset with me, saying if we had been a united front like they planned, guys night would either be cancelled or a less frequent occurrence, once a month. So, am I the jerk? Edit. Some info to clear up some assumptions I'm seeing in the comments. All the wives work. I do not know if the moms get nights to themselves like the guys do. I do not know the details of their family dynamics. I do know all the wives have tried to have girls night amongst ourselves and it didn't work because we have nothing in common. I'm pretty sure all the wives have other friends, but I do not know when slash how often they do things outside of the home. I send cookies and treats because I make them for my blog, not just to make them for the guys. I did not respond to the original messages in the group chat I found out that the wives confronted the guys via my husband. Edit 2. Wow, I logged back on this morning and I was completely overwhelmed. 
This got way more attention than I was expecting. Thank you for the awards. I've never gotten Reddit awards before. I showed this to my husband over breakfast this morning and his initial response was, so does this mean you're Reddit famous? But we agreed to read through the comments together tonight and try to come up with a solution to help ease some tension in his friend group. Thank you for all of your input and apologies if I don't respond to your messages and comments. I have a busy workday and like I said, I was completely overwhelmed by the response. Update. A lot has happened in the last three weeks, but I'm going to try to condense it for the character limit. After reading all the replies together, W and I decided it would be best for him to confront his friends, particularly A. He told them it wasn't cool to try to throw me under the bus with their wives and that their wives, especially the ones with kids, need and deserve time to themselves too. According to the guys, all the wives are getting time to themselves without the kids each week, with A's wife, F, getting the most time out of anyone. She works until 4, but doesn't pick up their baby until 7 every day. She has a workout class 3 times a week and a standing girls night every Wednesday, where she doesn't come home until 10 to 11 p.m. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. A picks up the baby on Wednesdays. W and I held a brief, socially distanced get-together in our yard to clear the air. I confirmed what the guys had said about the wives getting time and the wives admitted that they do. Whether it's manicures, gym time, book club, etc., that's when I found out about F's social schedule. Then they confirmed that all the guys were attentive and involved dads. W later told me he was sure his friends weren't complete jerks, but was glad to have the reassurance. Then it erupted into a fight between A and F, with A saying he only gets one hour a week to himself, since he gets off at 7 and is home by 8. F broke down and started screaming that it wasn't the time spent with his friends, but his comments the following days. She then turned on me, literally pointed and screamed that it was my fault. That during the lockdown, for the first time in over five years, she didn't have to listen to A talk about me all weekend. I was shell-shocked and didn't know what to say, but W jumped in and told her that she could not talk to me like that and she should probably leave before she said something she couldn't take back. F left and A stayed. Afterwards, the other wives admitted they only agreed the ultimatum after F relentlessly persuaded and pushed them into it. I have never seen this side of F before, so I had no idea she could be like this. A has been sleeping at B's house for almost two weeks now. He's still been picking up slash spending time with the baby, but he doesn't sleep at his house. He says they're going to try therapy, and if that doesn't work, they'll probably separate. As much as I dislike the guy, I feel bad for him. Guy's night has resumed, I still send cookies, but W says he doesn't bring me up and shuts the guys down if they try to talk about me. Well, who do you agree with? OP or the other moms? Please let us know. They need to turn this into a reality show. I would so watch it. Mistaken for a middle schooler. This happened about seven or so years ago. I was 20, female, and five foot two with a baby face, so you could say I was used to being stopped by truancy officers. I was looking to make a little bit of money without actually having a job, 
I was in college and didn't want to dedicate too much time to anything other than schoolwork. I lived at home and my tuition was paid, so getting a job really wasn't all that important. On the occasion, however, I did odd tasks for my friends and family for a bit of pocket money. My father was, and still is, a middle school teacher. While he is well-loved, paperwork isn't really his thing. As such, I would regularly grade his students' work. Nothing too intense, multiple choice and such. Every now and again, I would take a day to go into a system and reorganizing the classroom itself. It was always a great time. The students were amazing and I got to see my father doing what he loved. On this particular occasion, he had lunchroom duty where he basically supervised the cafeteria and made sure that the kids didn't get too rowdy. Being a bored college student, I followed him down rather than stay in the empty classroom by myself. Once we were down in the cafeteria, I mostly just became a wallflower and kept out of the way while he called tables of preteens up for their meal. There were other teachers around assisting and a few would wave to me when spotted. Most knew me from my previous occasions that I had been there and those who didn't figured out the situation pretty quickly by asking myself or their coworkers. I haven't been in a middle school cafeteria since I had been in middle school, but it wasn't anything overly impressive. It was a regular cafeteria, loud, messy, and full of kids. I quickly became disinterested and simply leaned against the wall, drifting off into la-la land. Most people were content to just mill around me, but not everyone. I can feel someone staring at me, and after a moment I check my surroundings. A stocky figure was standing in front of me, clearing their throat aggressively. Giving them my attention, I was met with an angry-looking older woman that I did not know. With her hands folded over her chest, she glared down at me with a frown, tapping her foot in annoyance. I didn't say anything, waiting for her to tell me what she wanted. Didn't you hear me tell everyone to sit down? Um, no, actually. I honestly didn't because I wasn't listening. I barely listened in middle school when I actually attended. I didn't. Well, I did. Good for you? Excuse you? She raised her eyebrows and gave an exaggerated shrug. Why are you still standing? By this point, I was getting more annoyed than confused. I still didn't know what she wanted from me, but I don't like people talking to me in general, and I definitely don't like people talking down to me, so I'll admit I got a little snarky with her. I'm still standing because I don't want to sit down. Now you listen here, young lady. You are going to sit down right this instant. No, I'm not. No? I don't know who you think you are, but as long as you're a student in this school, you will listen. It was at this moment that I knew we had messed up. I of course wasn't a middle school student and I was highly offended that she thought I was. While small and unimposing, I'd certainly hit puberty hard enough not to be mistaken for a 7th grader. Still, I tried to be understanding and that mistakes had been made and I tried to backtrack. Oh, I'm not… Yes? Yes, you are. I… I don't even go here. Oh, so now you don't go here, huh? Then why are you here? Hmm? Go on, tell me another lie. Quite literally backed into a corner, I began looking around for my father, but I couldn't see him from where I was standing. I didn't need him to save me, however, I didn't know if I'd be able to convince this lady that 1. I wasn't a kid, 2. I didn't attend this school, and 3. I wasn't some creep trespassing. That's when a random 12-year-old came to my rescue. USS Robertson, your dad is looking for you. Oh, your father is here, is he? Grinning and twisting her head. As if she was a snake being charmed, the lady looked extremely pleased. Turning to the kid, she smirks wide and gestures with her hands. And just where is her father? 
right there. The kid waves down my dad, calling his attention over to us. She's over here, Mr. USS Robertson. The woman frowned at me, but all I could think to say was, I'm 20, but he's still my dad, which didn't make all that much sense. Once the lunch aide became aware of what was happening, she left. She didn't apologize. She didn't double down. She didn't even wait for my father to come over. She just turned bright red and immediately left the room. I never actually told my dad because I don't think he'd let me live down getting saved by a 12-year-old. Entitled mother steals from my car because she hates shopping. Alright, this is going to be a short story because I get too angry talking about it. First of all, a touch of backstory. I wrote the stories about the entitled parents locking the park gate around a year ago. I have since moved house with my parents and I wasn't going to tell this story because it's a little old, but hey, here we go. My family, me, my mom, my stepdad, who I will refer to as dad since he basically is, had just been shopping and we were driving back home and we pulled into our estate. And as we were driving down the road, we saw a woman who we didn't recognize standing on the path, but we thought nothing of it. Our road is next to a school, so lots of people tend to stand around. We pulled into the parking spot and we began loading up on the shopping bags to take to the house, which was down a pedestrian path and round a bend, out of the view of the car. We walked down to the house and we put our shopping on the counter. Then my dad stopped me. Dad, I think I left a few bags in the boot. Can you run and grab them? I agreed and he threw me the car keys. I went outside and as I walked towards the car, I saw that our car boot was open and someone was inside. My dad forgot to lock the car. It was the lady we saw before rummaging around in our shopping and her arms were full of biscuits, cakes, and a pack of cobs. Me, excuse me, what the heck are you doing? Entitled mom, I'm just getting the shipping out of my car. Why is that your business? Me, this isn't your car. I have the keys. This is my dad's car. So what are you doing? I was waiting for my babies to finish school and we needed some food for the house. You left these here and walked away. So I'm taking them instead of you people wasting them. Me, we aren't wasting them. If you need food too, then buy it. Don't take ours. But we hate shopping and this is so much easier. Can you please just give it to me? Me, no, sorry. I then proceed to take the food from her, close the car and lock it. The entire time I'm getting grief from her as she calls me all sorts of names and proceeds to storm off to presumably try and ruin someone else's day. Note, as I said before, this story is a little dated, so the situation is long gone. So please don't give me advice on how to deal with it. It's too late. Complaining Neighbor Many moons ago, I lived on the second floor of an apartment building in a college town, aka lots of young people getting their first taste of the real world. My neighbor below me came to my door one day asking me to keep the noise down. I was confused since I'm a rather quiet person until she explained that the noise was from me walking around my apartment. She didn't appreciate how loudly I walked in my own home. Side note, all the apartments had wall-to-wall -wall carpets except for the first floor. I remembered something my uncle once told me about how if you don't want to hear people walking above you, then you need to live on the top floor. I told her that if it bothered her, she shouldn't have chosen to live on the first floor. She said that she had trouble with stairs and couldn't do that but then told me to be quieter when walking around. I then told her politely that I would work on that and shut the door. I wasn't going to alter how I walked in my own apartment just for her and her attitude problem. Oddly enough though, shortly after this encounter, I broke my foot walking down the stairs. I would be on crutches for six weeks with a cast and then have a walking cast for several weeks more after that. 
This made it difficult to move around my apartment since my crutches would get caught in the carpet. I found that it was easier to sit in my desk chair and push myself around my small apartment with my still functioning foot and arms. However, again, the problem here is the dang carpet. The wheels would get stuck in the carpet and would cause me the occasional problem. This would then mean I would have to hop around my apartment if I couldn't get the chair unstuck from the floor. I could hear her complaining sometimes, especially when I had my balcony door open and she was outside. I honestly didn't care about her petty problems but was tired of hearing them. Then one day I was trying to push myself across the apartment to the kitchen and the wheels got stuck. I had just given the chair a big push right as it got caught and promptly fell out of the chair and onto the floor. I didn't land gracefully and ended up with a huge bruise on the back of my leg from landing on the armrest of the chair. Needless to say, I was not in a good mood and I was in pain. My lovely neighbor comes upstairs not too long after this and complains that I woke her from her nap with that loud bang. I had answered the door sitting in the evil chair with my broken foot in plain view. I politely told her that the loud bang she heard was my body hitting the floor and my best sugary sweet sarcastic voice told her that I appreciated her concern for my well-being and that I was fine. I then thanked her for coming by to check on me and then slammed the door in her face. She never bothered me again. The Karen That Loved Me This incident happened in Kroger this past Friday. Despite being in the middle of lockdown and our building being the center of a small cluster, nine cases, we had a group of second-tier execs, not C-level, but the next step down, executive vice presidents, senior VPs, etc., and their entourages were doing a dog and pony show and touring the office. So, of course, shirts and ties for everyone still in-house. After 14 hours of this crap, I headed home and stopped at Kroger for some staples and much-needed beer. I'm going through, filling my cart, and trying to pick pretzel nuggets or rods. When I hear this, Ahem. You remember Dolores Umbridge from the Harry Potter films? That sound, but from the throat of a two-pack-a-day smoker. This old lady, face looked like an extra from a Golden Girls slash Walking Dead crossover and clothes like a Michael's craft store vomited on her, was standing behind me and tapping her foot like she had been waiting for hours. After a moment, she speaks up. It's about time you noticed me. Now, where are the Cheetos? Not the crunchy ones, the other ones. I'm surprised, annoyed, and not having it. Lady, I don't work here. Do I look like I work here? She pauses, looks, sees my badge hanging off my belt, and her demeanor rotated 180. Oh, I'm sorry. You're in a tie and white shirt. I assumed you were a manager here. I really am sorry. She starts away, and I laugh. She's standing literally alongside the Cheetos. It's alright, we've all had those days. By the way, right by your head. She looks over and starts beaming. Her lord and savior Chester, in all his puffed glory, found. Thank you, and I'm sorry again. Old Bag scurries away. A few minutes later, as I'm in the self-check line, I hear, Oh, and he's handsome too. I bet he has a nice smile under that mask. In line for the regular checkouts, there's the lady talking and pointing with another old lady. I'd say it made my day, but at that point I was too tired to give half a darn, let alone a full darn. But it was interesting enough that I wanted to share with y'all while I take a break from doing payroll. Cheers. Speaking of Cheetos, which do you like best? Original, puffed, or hot Cheetos? Please let us know. 
hot Cheetos all day, bruh. With a little bit of lime in it. Mm, yes. Am I the jerk for suing my sister over a poster my sister's son destroyed? My sister brought her kids over two weeks ago. In my office, I have a vintage Marvel poster signed by Stan Lee and the artists of the poster. The poster is over 30 years old. Her son saw this and thought it was really neat and wanted me to give it to him. I tried to be diplomatic, but let him know that wouldn't happen. For certain reasons, my office door locks behind me and you need keys to open it. This is important. Fast forward the next day. We're going to the park and I can't find my keys. We're looking around the house and I hear her daughter yell out, Oh no! And my sister and I go running. Her son has opened my office and climbed on the desk to get the poster down. In doing it, he managed to tear it in half. I'm furious. This poster is not only irreplaceable, I got it signed with my now-deceased grandfather. It has a lot of sentimental value to me. My sister completely blew this off. Heck, she even started giggling when her daughter said, Oh no, the second time because she thought it sounded cute. She didn't offer me anything, even an apology. Her argument is that I should have had my keys on me because I should have somehow expected that her son would try to take it down from the wall. Dad and wife are firmly in my camp. Dad recognized how important this was to me because it was only a few days before he suddenly passed away and was the last thing we did together. My mom and sister are acting like it's no big deal. Sister ghosted me when I text her asking about compensating me for the poster. In case anyone is wondering, when we moved into my house, we had the poster appraised at $3,000 due to the condition and rarity of this particular poster. I was informed after Stanley's death. It went up, but we didn't have it reappraised. This particular one does go on eBay and unsigned, fetched north of $2,000. When I served her, my mom called me up telling me that it was no big deal, and she said she found another poster on eBay, and when I saw the link, I realized it was a completely different one and wasn't signed or anything like that. It wasn't even the same year. Now sister is complaining to mom that I'm being mean for going after her and not taking her offer and instead making her pay for it. She thinks I should just let this go because kids will be kids. So, am I the jerk here? Edit. Since this has been raised in a few comments, yes, the poster was framed. It was professionally mounted in a frame. It was not tacked to a wall or anything like that. Well, who do you agree with? OP or his sister? Please let us know. God, I hope OP wins in court. Am I the jerk for refusing to buy food for anyone in my household anymore? Everyone eats my food. If there are leftovers slash takeout, my dad and sister will pick it off until there's just a little left for me. If I buy food and keep it in the fridge until my mealtime, they'll ask each other if they can eat it. For example, I had a sandwich. I ate half of it and literally announced, I'm going to save this for dinner when I get back home. Everyone acknowledged what I said. So, I come home, it's gone. I ask where it is. My ma said that my sister ate it. I ask her why she ate it. She said our ma told her she could. So, I go back and ask our ma why she told my sister she could have it. And she says, oh, I didn't think you wanted it. So, I start leaving notes on my food. Then it's, oops, sorry OP, I didn't see the note. Or, well, I was just so hungry, but there's this in the fridge. It's not that our parents don't buy groceries either, but I work so much that by the time I can sit down and enjoy food, most of it's gone. It doesn't matter who bought the groceries. It's the same way even when I buy them. So now I'm refusing to pay for anyone's food, ever. I'm just so frustrated. I literally cried a little bit because I'm so tired of all the food being eaten. I'm so hungry. Think I have tasty food at home and it's gone. 
All I've been eating lately are bologna sandwiches and 99 cents instant ramen. Of course, everyone in my family thinks I'm being petty and immature. My sister is upset because she gets like $30 a week from her job. She's 15 and I get paid almost 10 times that. I don't think I'm being immature. This is the only other way I can think of getting my point across. That all said, I would be lying if I said I didn't feel a tiny bit guilty. Am I the jerk? Edit. Thank you sincerely to everyone who took the time to respond. As annoyed and frustrated as I was, I was also worried that I was being silly, immature, and overreacting. I will look into getting a small fridge to keep my food in my room. Again, thank you. Final edit. Thank you to everyone who left messages and ideas on how to proceed with this. I don't think I can have a small refrigerator, but I do intend on getting a lockbox for the fridge and finding a hiding spot in my room for non-perishable snacks and such. It's embarrassing it has to come to that, but I think you guys are right. Your comments have made me realize that I have much deeper problems at hand than my family eating my food. My dad and my sister have entitlement issues and my mother is an enabler by being so passive about it. I'm going to think of ways I can stand up for myself effectively. Thank you all for taking the time to leave support and advice even though you didn't have to. It really does mean a lot to me. Am I the jerk for telling my wife that if she doesn't want me in the delivery room, she can find someone else to drive her to the hospital? My wife is pregnant and has told me that she wants her sister in the delivery room. She's only allowed one person, so this means I'm out and won't be with her when she gives birth to our baby. It would be an understatement to say that I was disappointed, crushed, hurt, etc. when she told me this is what she was thinking. I had been excited about being there with her and experiencing that moment ever since she told me she was pregnant. Really, ever since we started trying to get pregnant. I just always assumed she would want me there. Note the distinction here between me expecting to be there versus expecting her to want me there. I'm pointing this out because what's worse than the disappointment is her rejecting me and basically telling me that she feels like someone else could give her better support while giving birth. That's really made me feel like a jerk and a worthless husband and father. I've tried not to take it to heart or personally, but I don't know how else to take that kind of rejection. It doesn't help that she's really given no reason for why she feels like her sister would do a better job of supporting her. I know that her sister has had kids herself, but when I asked my wife if that was part of it, she said not really. I then asked her if I had done something wrong or failed in some way, or if she was upset with me, and she said it wasn't anything I had done and she wasn't trying to punish me. She just felt like it would be better to have her sister there. I've asked for clarifications, and that's as specific as she gets. It doesn't seem like she has a real list of reasons why her sister was chosen. It's just a feeling. Either that, or she is lying to me and won't give me the real reason. I had hoped she'd change her mind, but now she's confirmed that this is how it will be. All of the things I've written about led me to tell her that if she really feels that way, then I think it'd be better if her sister or someone else drove her to the hospital. Otherwise, I'm just her taxi driver. Once she realized that I was serious, she lost it and told me I was acting like a child and pouting. I can accept that it's her choice, but if she doesn't want my support in the delivery room, then why would she want it on the way to the hospital or at any other time? That's illogical, so there's no point in me doing that either. She then decided to go stay with her family for a few days, and since she has, I'm being constantly bombarded by both sides of the family and friends of ours telling me to let this go and stop being a jerk. I know they're trying to help, but I don't think they understand the situation and just want it resolved so they can all feel better. Just looking to confirm if I am as bad as they think I am. Well, what do you think? Is OP a jerk or not? Please let us know. There are only three. They can do what they want. Okay, so a few days ago, I went to a bowling place with my dad and my brother because we were bored 
and we came across two different entitled parents. I'll post the second story in a few days. So like normal, we got our bowling shoes on, went to our lanes, and beside us was a mom and four girls around three. We were halfway through the first game, but then something happened. Cast. We've got me, we've got my brother, we've got my dad, we've got entitled kids, entitled mom, and the bowling employee. So like I said before, we were about halfway through the game and the people next to us just finished. We thought they would pack up and leave, but no. Two games was not enough for them. Entitled Kid 1. Why don't we race the bowling balls down the lane? That would be fun. Entitled Kid 2. Okay. So they grab a few balls and do exactly what they said. Now, I don't have a problem with what they were doing, but after they rolled down the lane, the balls would get stuck. And since we were sharing the balls, we didn't have many balls left. So my dad got up and politely says, Excuse me, girls. The balls you are rolling down the lane are getting stuck and we can't use them anymore. So could you please stop? Entitled kids. Okay. So we continue playing with half of these balls, but then the girls start doing it again. So a bowling employee tells them to stop, but they keep on doing it as soon as the employee leaves. Now my dad is mad, so he gets up again, but instead this time he talks to the entitled mom. Dad. Excuse me. Your kids are getting the ball stuck, and I have already asked them to stop, but they haven't. Can you ask them to stop? Entitled Mom. They're only three. They can do what they want, so I don't care if you want them to stop. Buzz off. Her language kind of surprised me at this point, and there was only one ball left. So I get up to get it before the kids can take it again, but Entitled Mom can see me doing it and trips me. Me. Ouch. Stop being a crybaby. You don't deserve the balls. My brother. You're being very rude and selfish. Can we please have the ball and an apology for tripping him over? So she gets up and throws the ball at my brother. Luckily she missed and screams, Take it then. And you know what the entitled kids say next? But we want it, mom. At this point, they're being so loud that the employee comes back. Employee, what seems to be the problem? Entitled mom, they stole our bowling balls. Entitled kid, yeah, they stole it. Employee, excuse me, entitled mom. You need to leave right now. Why? They hurt my babies and stole our bowling balls. They should leave. Employee. Well, after I told your girls to stop bowling, I looked over to see if they did, and I saw the whole thing unfold. Now leave, before I charge you with assault. For what? For tripping him over and throwing a bowling ball at them. Now buzz off. So the entitled mom walks off, and we are happy. Employee. I'm so sorry you had to deal with that. If you want, I can give you a free game. Dad. Thank you so much. So we get the balls back and continue playing. Come watch this video next, you're going to love it. And join as a channel member today and we'll give you a special shout out in our next video. And to have us make any kind of video you'd like us to, just come visit us on Fiverr, link pinned in the comments below.